It's time for Rhema for Today. This anointing, evidently the very clothes he wore absorbed that anointing. Because that, that, that multitude of people in Gennesaret just, just sought to touch the hem of his garment. Not him, his garment. That means the clothes he wore. That means this outer garment. The hem of it. And as many as it touched him were made perfectly whole. So then that garment must have been full of that power as well as him. <laughs> Amen. Oh, you see? Do you know what I mean? That, that, that garment has absorbed this. Then there's something about this power that it can be absorbed or it can be, uh, you know, in, 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 in certain materials. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought handkerchiefs or aprons. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the Healing Anointing, Volume 1. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, our special guest hosts, Craig Hagan and Denise Hagan Burns, will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Uh, it's strange, isn't it, that Jesus, when he went there, we referred to earlier, you could read about it in one incident, the others covered it too, but in, in the 8th chapter of Matthew, it's mentioned, he went into Peter's house and his mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law was sick of a fever, and the scripture tells us, as we put all three of them together, what Mark said about it, Matthew and Luke, uh, that he rebuked the fever, and it left her. Uh, and it's strange, that fever could hear said he rebuked it, and it left her. It left her. Strange, isn't it? Strange. Now, back again to Acts 19 and 11. So God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed. <laughs> departed from them. Well, as soon as the diseases were departed, well, there's no doubt about it, then the flesh started getting well. I think that's one thing that people fail to see. I've known it any number of times. That's the reason I've said it to people a lot of times. You know, right at the moment, they still had, after the disease departed, they still had all their symptoms for, for a little while. I, I've seen people sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it was an hour, sometimes as long as three days before they was all right. I knew all the time it left. I told them it had. But now you see, the people need to be taught so they can keep the switch of faith turned on because if they begin to doubt, the, the disease will come back that departed and then the flesh will keep on acting up like it did. But even after the disease is departed, especially in the area, you'll find it especially true in the area of cancer. Well, the symptoms will persist because you see, the disease has departed, but you see the damage that was done is there, and, and, and sometimes it's healed up instantly, and sometimes it'll just heal itself up, you see, because the body will heal itself just right away. Are you listening to me? There's a lot that we need to learn that we don't know. I don't know about you, I don't know everything. I'm so glad I know more today than I did yesterday, though. About healing, I do, I do. I know more about the anointing today than I did yesterday. I'm going to know more tomorrow. I'm going to know more next week. I'm going to know more next year. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
All right. And so the diseases did what? Departed from them. And what else happened? The evil spirits went out of them. The diseases departed and the evil spirits went out. Went out of them. That means he left them. Both depart and went out means he left them. Praise God. Just like when, when this service is over, you're going out of here. Amen. Amen. Or you're going to depart, either one of them. Very, very interesting. What caused the diseases to depart? What caused the evil spirits to go out of them? Well, God did. We know that because he said, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. How did God do it by his hands? By anointing him? By anointing him? How did God do it? Do you have something about Jesus never claimed to do any miracles himself? Do you have something about that? Turn with me for just a moment to the 14th chapter of John's Gospel and let's look at some things Jesus said. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Let's notice here that Jesus said in the fourth verse, And whether I go, you know, in the way, you know, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If he had known me, you should have known my Father also. From henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficed us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father, and how sayest thou, then show us the Father. Now notice this tenth verse particularly. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. Now notice. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. In other words, he said, I don't do the works. You know, not as a human being. It's not me that's doing it. The Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth. Now, how did the Father that dwelleth in him do the works? How God, well, you could put Father there, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. That's the way he did them. And God wrought. How did God wrought? Or how did God work these special miracles by the hands of Paul, see? By anointing him. God is a spirit by anointing him. Spirit, power, anointing. You notice all our synonyms. You notice all those words used in relative to the anointing or the spirit. Again, that fourth chapter of Luke. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the country. He came into the synagogue, went into, on the Sabbath day. The book of Isaiah was delivered unto him. He found a place where it's written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Power, Spirit, anointing. Power, Spirit, anointing. Now then, let's notice then that, uh, another fact. This uh, 
this anointing that God anointed Jesus with, which is the Spirit, which is power, this anointing, evidently the very clothes he wore absorbed that anointing. Because that though that, that multitude of people in Genesaret just just sought to touch the hem of his garment. Not him, his garment. That means the clothes he wore. That means this outer garment. The hem of it. And as many as it touched him were made perfectly whole. So then that garment must have been full of that power as well as him. <laughs> Amen. Oh, you see? Do you know what I mean? That, that, that garment has absorbed this. Then there's something about this power that it can be absorbed or it can be, uh, you know, in, 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 in certain materials. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought handkerchiefs or aprons. Why not bring rocks? Always get a little pebble somewhere, couldn't you? Huh? Why not a piece of glass? John Lake made a very interesting statement. He was mightily anointed of God, used of the Spirit, 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 Spirit of God. He says electricity is God's power in the natural realm and the Holy Ghost power is God's power in the spiritual realm. Well, in the natural realm, electricity is a power, isn't it? But yet, just every, every kind of a metal doesn't conduct electricity, will it? Well, evidently, in the spiritual realm, then, there is this mighty power of God, but every kind of something doesn't conduct it. But evidently, cloth will. Because Jesus' garment evidently absorbed that power. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. And then, these claws and handkerchiefs evidently absorbed that power. Or, in other words, this power flowed out of Paul into those handkerchiefs and saturated them. Evidently, the, the garment of Jesus was saturated with that power. So these claws and handkerchiefs that Paul laid his hands on were saturated with that power or that anointing. And then, as they were taken to the sick and laid on their bodies, evidently that power then was, was transmitted or transferred then to the body and surcharged the body. And then the diseases departed and the evil spirits went out of them. Now, you know, the, uh, the modernists have said that it's superstition. The modernists and the materialists have said, talking about these claws or handkerchiefs and the garments of Jesus, that it's just superstition. That it's just a matter, you know, of superstition. But it's not. It's a Bible fact. It happened just like the Bible said it happened. Amen. It happened just exactly like the Bible said. Praise God. For God said concerning his word, the psalmist old said, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And God's word said it. I believe it, and that settles it. Hallelujah. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family 
by visiting our online bookstore. But right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The classic slimline book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Praying to Get Results. A single CD from Kenneth Hagan, The Son of Righteousness Has Risen, and his book entitled Expect. Craig Hagan's single CD, Just Believe. And lastly, two single CDs by Denise Burns, Being Transparent with God in Prayer, and Whose Voice Are You Listening To? All these resources are for the special price of $20.95. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join our special guest hosts, Craig Hagen and Denise Hagen Burns. We have lights on. Yes, Christmas is just right around the corner. And on Wednesday, November 21st, uh, we have our lights on ceremony. It's a great time. If you live in the Tulsa Broken Arrow area or around, come on out beginning about 6 p.m. And the lights will be turned on by 6.30. And if you don't know, we actually have 2 million Christmas lights it's uh, amazing. over the Christmas season. And so if you live in the Tulsa, Oklahoma City, I mean, Tulsa area here in Oklahoma or anywhere nearby, you, know, you need to come by. In fact, the lights will be on from the 21st all the way through January the 1st, every evening, wonderful time. In fact, if you download the Rama USA app, there's gonna be some coupons there for concessions, and you can save money on concessions as well. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his powerful series. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.